All right, guys, I just came on to do a Q&A uh, after Joshua and I got off. So if anybody has any questions, I know, Annie, you had a bunch of questions. Uh, Jason had some questions. Uh, Lynn, what's up? Welcome. Michael Gutierrez, thanks for being here again. So I just wanted to get on for about 10 or 20 minutes with you guys and uh, answer any more questions you had about the stream we just had with Joshua. Um, I know there were some good questions. We just didn't really get to all of them. So my apologies. But please, I'm going to eat a little bit of dinner here. I've got some, um, where do I have some walnuts here? Um, so you guys drop any questions that you have, um, and I'm happy to, to re-answer them. So um, obviously, lots and lots of data tonight. Um, lots of downloads, conscious downloads, as well as a lot of knowledge. Um, and I just, again, I wanted to step out and serve you guys with, uh, just any questions you had. I know Annie was asking about um, what's the difference between the Savior and Yahweh, um, and then what's the difference between Christ and the Messiah. And um, we weren't saying anything is different between Christ and the Messiah, just the Father of Christ and the God of the Old Testament, Yahweh. Uh, so that's really where that was kind of coming out of, if that makes sense. And I hope that answers your question. Um, Annie, um, and if there's any more questions, Lisa Marie, what's up? How are you doing? So anyone that watched, I'm going to hang out here for a second, eat my dinner of some healthy walnuts here. Uh, so Josh teaches strictly from the Bible. Lynn asked, yes, he does. Um, he does that for a lot of reasons, um, mainly because he, I think wants to prove, and I'm not trying to speak on his behalf. But I know he wants to prove that um, all of this info is still in the Bible. Like it's it's there. You can recover that information and you don't have to go outside of it. Now, I, in my search and my hunger, have gone well outside of biblical text. And what I've found is that all of it points to the words of Christ. So I see no difference. And uh, again, as I read through the Bhagavad Gita, uh, I'm seeing that, you know, Krishna is uh, the embodiment of God. But it's also an, a representation of the embodiment of God within self. That's the and this author that did the translation I'm reading said to read it that way, as this is God within you talking to your like your carnal self, your flesh, uh, not in a judging way uh, like the Yahweh of the Old Testament, but in a loving way that is helping you deal with all of these deeper feelings and and fears and anxieties and all the stuff, all the stuff we talk about here. Uh, Jason Stevens, what's up, man? Uh, like I said, drop some questions if you've got them. Um, I just wanted to again, be available, uh, because that was, I've been looking forward to that collab for a while and I am going to, after Thanksgiving, I'm going to start doing every Wednesday night at 6 PM central standard time. Uh, we're going to be going live with somebody. So I'm going to call it my church. Um, and it's going to have the infinity symbol in the middle. So. Um, I'm looking forward to that. So what's up, Annie? I hope I answered your question, Annie. I just did. I don't know if you were on or not, but that Jesus and the Messiah, they were looking for a savior. They were looking for a Messiah. And if you look at more of the representation of who Jesus said he was, and you look at the Gnostic texts, you realize he wasn't saving us from our sinful nature, but he was rescuing us from God, in essence, that had been hijacked by 
uh, these lower gods, these other created beings, because God is, is this fractal nature. It's this father, this mother, this son. Um, and so, again, as Yahweh took Israel, Isis, Ra, El, Ra, the sun god, Isis, the divine mother, El, the divine father, Israel. Yahweh took Israel as his portion and wielded all of this control and uh, required sacrifice and all these things. And that's exactly what the Satan does, right? Hasatan. He is the accuser. He is um, always requiring, you know, I'll give you this, but you got to give me that kind of thing. God doesn't do that. Like the father that Christ spoke of does not do that. And that's that's really what we were trying to say tonight. And And again, it's hard to say in an hour. Joshua literally teaches on this every week. I feed this type of theology into everything I teach anyway. Um, but you can go back. I've got about five videos on Yaldabaoth, Yahweh, the beast God. I go through all of the verses, like all of the proof that I think anybody really needs to just kind of open their mind and go, okay, if I read the Bible that way, it makes a whole lot more sense. And it makes more sense as Christ being the light bearer, the Lucifer against the Yahweh of the old Testament. So that's where, uh, you know, we're getting all of this theology. And, and this is not new, by the way, Marcion of Pinope, uh, wrote about this early, early on. He was one of the first people to put together like an early Bible in the time of Paul. And he believed that Christ was bringing a new God, not the old God. So, uh, so do you think the name Jesus was hijacked? Yeah, because if you look up what the name is, it's the association of, so the name of Christ is the association of you and I with him. It's the characteristic of, not the physical name. Because it says in the Bible that he was given a name by the Father that only he knows. So how could we even know the name to call on the name? So that kind of doesn't make sense at that point. Um, so whether we say Jesus or Yeshua or whatever, it, I don't think it matters. But for me, I call him the Christ because he is the Christ. And by the way, he's the Christ out of time. He's not the, the Hebrew Christ or the Christian Christ or the Jewish Christ or the whatever. Like, you know, he's the Christ. He's that energy, the Christ consciousness, the Christ energy, the love, the frequency, the logos within all of us, within all things. And as we read the, this gospel of Mary Magdalene, ladies, 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 go back through all four of those videos I just did on the YouTube channel. Um, and those are so powerful for you recovering your divine feminine to understand what Christ does within you, he dissolves all things to the roots, back to their root. Um, what is the root? As Joshua was talking about, you've got the serpents. Not all serpents are bad. Some of them are venomous. Some are not. Um, and serpents, again, are not bad. We, we just have this image because it's easier to have a one-track mind than try to see all the colors of the rainbow. So, And he says, yes, beautiful. Um, let's see, Jacob, uh, did I hear correctly that Jesus, uh, may have carried a wander staff? Yeah, actually. So again, in early literature and paintings of Christ, he was carrying a wand, like literally a, a wand. You can go look up. There's like hundreds of different paintings. Um, again, Roman Catholic tradition altered everything about the image of Christ. I'm not saying that conspiratorially, by the way, like whatever. I mean, it was going to happen. Somebody was going to do it. So with that said, um, you know, it, it. we didn't even get into the Essenes tonight. We didn't even get into Mary Magdalene. We didn't even get into Melchizedek. I'm going to get into all of that. 
Christ is a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. Melchizedek was a magician, a magi, um, and he was a true servant of El Elyon, the Most High God, called out very differently than the God of Israel, the Elohim, Yahweh. Um, it gets deep again, as Joshua was saying. This is this is not something that you like. You'll have an epiphany on this, and and you're probably going to be sick to your stomach. Uh, I had to get over that. I had my epiphany about six months ago with this in the shower. I think, Jacob, you probably remember the day we were just starting to play Frisbee golf, um, and I was talking about this. Well, I had my epiphany a little before that. I don't think I mentioned anything until I started formulating my theory on it. Then I found out that there was an early church leader that wrote all about this. Then I found Joshua. Then I found David Vos. Then I found Two Old Guys Productions. Those are all guys you should take notes on, by the way, because they're just dropping, they're dropping some good stuff on this every day, um, and it's all in the mythologies. Again, Isis Ra El. Those are all Egyptian gods, right? Isis is the divine mother. The early understanding of the Holy Trinity was Father, Mother, Son. That's not a secret. Like historically, that's just what it was. It was made masculine by the institution for 2,000 years because it was run by a bunch of dudes. So, ladies, you got a divine mother somewhere. Um, that's not just hippie woo-woo to think about, oh, divine mother. Like, no, it's like God is the divine feminine and the divine masculine in the frequency of love, manifesting nothing but light, which is Christ, the light of the world. He said, I am the light of the world. I am the light of man. The Gnostic Gospels call him the good of the world. Um, uh, let's see. Um, Annie is asking. I'm just trying to do this as a chill live stream. I'm not really going to restream this. So, um, Annie, who were you answering? Be sure. Where was Be Sure's question at? I'm blind here. I don't see Be Sure's question at all. I don't. I swear I don't get all of the comments. Oh, okay. What is the name of the true God? Well, the true God is uh, the true God is all. I mean, that's He is truth and spirit, uh, represented in the Father, the Mother, and the Son. But it is a divine intelligence. It is a web of life that we're all a part of. The Hindus describe it as uh, the Brahma. And it's like God inescapable, like everywhere, in everything, everything concrete. But also uh, there's a God that I can't remember. I'll read them to you because this is probably a better description. This all plays into the biblical text, by the way. But this is a better understanding, I think, with the Indian mysticism. Uh, so Brahma is the Godhead. Atman is the divine core of personality within you and I. Uh, Dharma is the law that expresses and maintains the unity of creation. We might call that the Fibonacci sequence. Karma is the web of cause and effect. You might call that the things that are serendipity in your life or when you feel like the matrix is pushing back, like it's all of the, it's this pattern of life that you're building. Um, and then samsara is the cycle of death and birth. That is the reincarnation cycle in Hinduism. However, it can also be looked at within your life. Like you're going through that every 12 years. You're going through this like solar cycle of rebirth. Uh, that's why the Hebrew culture had such a focus on these different festivals that 
uh, a lot of people will look at now and say, oh, those are just pagan festivals. It was all about the flow of time on the earth and the seasons of renewal. Uh, moksha is the spiritual liberation that is life's supreme goal. So one would say that Christ uh, achieved ultimate moksha, which would be that spiritual liberation that freed him, that allowed him to save others, uh, and that he was God incarnate because he fully united himself with God. Now, you can believe that God put that spirit fully in that person, or you can believe that he woke up and achieved that fullness through knowing God intimately and became the avatar of the Christ. Whatever you want to believe, I don't care. I'm just saying it's all there. It's it's here in the Eastern mysticism. It's within the biblical text. Joshua really stays in it, and I respect that about him. He stays within the biblical text because, again, it's all there. I can show you it's there, but I can expound upon it a lot more and show you kind of the cause and effect for it being there in a lot of the other mythologies around that time. Think about it this way. Uh, where Christ was was a melting pot. You had... India, Nepal, you had Rome, you had Egypt, you had everything right there. I mean, this is like like where life was happening. Think about it as like the New York City of that time. Everything. And if Christ was to come and fulfill all of it, he had to be all of it. Like it had to tie together. And we forget that. We focus so much on him being the Hebrew Messiah than being the universal Messiah, because if you read the Gnostic text, he is reconciling all creation to its origin, its root of authenticity, of goodness, of love, um, and dissolving away all of the evil, all of the sin, everything around us. And rather than rescuing us from our own sinful nature, he's restoring us to our own true divine nature. And I think that that's for me, a much healthier way to look at it. So, um, Paul said, I am that I am, right? So that is what Yahweh called himself. That is what Yahweh called himself. Now, that was not what Christ spoke of the Father being, by the way. Um, and so that I am what I am can be translated to the being, the being. Um, so that was actually a more common understanding of what he was like in the earlier times. It wasn't this like esoteric I am that I am. It was more like, you know, the being sent you, um, and so that's really interesting when you look at it that way because it makes more sense that you had this entity that was manifesting itself as God wielding this religious law over people. So, uh, yes, you got it. You're more enlightened than I thought. Thank you, Awakened Denali Veda. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I, I, it's, it's uncomfortable, guys. That's why I, I come on here to tell you, like, this is not for the faint of heart. That's why I can genuinely say I come on here every day in love and light I expect you guys to be that way. I'm not here to argue doctrine and dogma. I love what Josh has to say about all of this because he gets it and he has a, a way to tie it all together. And it's not like I'm right and you're wrong. It's just like, show me how this works without this, you know? Uh, show me how this works for everyone. That's what I love about what Josh was teaching is it's universal. doesn't matter where you're from, what you believe, what faith tradition you are or aren't. Like you can... Believe it esoterically and practice it and experience it. And it, you don't have to come through some particular door um, because Christ is that unity. It's it's He's already within you and no one put him there. And that was, uh, I can't remember, there was a, an Eastern mystic that spoke that. Uh, and I love, love that quote. So 
uh, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews, says, are you Catholic? No, uh, but my whole family is actually all on the kooker side. Um, and that has been, obviously, with this theology that I have, has been quite the uh, the interesting dinner conversation. We're looking forward to Thanksgiving around here because um, I can't keep my mouth shut. So anybody that wants to know what it's like to have these opinions and beliefs and, and feel a little ostracized, like, I got you back here because I, I get it. So Christ was the avatar. Uh, I like that quote, beautiful uh, Philippians 4, 1, 3. Absolutely. So uh, the what side, Robbie says, uh, just the side of like um, having plenty of people in the family that are very orthodox, uh, either Catholics or like uh, we've got, uh, some Methodists and some Baptists and some evangelicals. And like, uh, this is not a message that those people that are in those faith traditions appreciate. However, it's universal and it's inclusive to them. Like there's nothing that I'm, again, I'm not saying there's this vast conspiracy. I'm just saying inevitably anything that has power is going to be confiscated for power. But as, and I love what Josh said about the words of Christ haven't changed. You read the Gospels, that's where I discovered all this. I just went, you know, forget all the other books of the Bible. Let me read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. John, we know the end of it was added to. But none of the actual words of Christ in there. Some of the narrative around it was added to. But the words Christ said, they're there. They haven't changed. And you can't take... Uh, Kitten Wizard said he said the Cooker side is in the last name. Yeah, like on the Cooker side of my family. My mom was actually adopted, so we don't really like know her actual lineage. Uh, but the Cooker side of my family is predominantly Catholic for like generations. Uh, so my dad was Catholic. Um, my parents became Methodist uh, because it was kind of like a happy medium. Um, and then coming out of that, we went to Calvary Chapel, which is very Baptist. Uh, for many years, and then here I am, uh, kind of swinging on my own out here in the trees. But uh, so, where do ETs come in, Cub, or your opinion? Jason uh, Stevens asks, "Great question, man. I haven't talked a lot about ETs lately. I promise we will as we get into the new year. Um, I'm talking more paranormal. I, I do paranormal every day. I'm talking more of the quantum field of consciousness right now, um, but." ETs definitely come into this, extraterrestrials, aliens, however you want to say, because I think Yahweh was one. I think he was one. Um, if you want to take this literal, I, I literally think if you just take them as stories, esoteric, mythological traditions, I think that you still get the message. If you take them historically, I think the only explanation for Yahweh is E.T., he was the god of storms and weather. He brought blessings from dark places. Where is a dark place? It's like a wormhole, right? Like, I mean, we talked about all of this earlier on the, the podcast, but um, read through as we're talking about magic. Read through, like go to openbible.info, type in magic. Go read through all the warnings against magic. Then go plug that in to Bible Hub. And look at what the root word, whenever God says this or God says that, see if it's Yahweh. Because that's going to give you a whole different narrative on who is telling you to stay away from this. 
Yahweh did not want the Tower of Babel. He did not want them doing the astrology. He did not want them understanding the rhythms and the patterns of how to transcend the matrix and find unity with God. He didn't want it. Because uh, you got to think, and I, even as a kid, I asked, well, I mean, if that's good for him, why didn't he want him to do it? Why would he do that? Like, what the, what the heck? What's going on here? What a weird thing. I mean, all, I can't even go through them all right now. It's there. Literally, I've got 30, 40 different verses. Joshua has 300 verses proving that Yahweh of the Old Testament is in no form or fashion the father that Christ was talking about. And this is hard, guys. Like, I understand you guys that are in my community. I talk about this all the time. And if you've missed the message and you're like, I love what Cub's teaching, but I don't really like this one. This is what I'm teaching because it's really hard to step into all of the stuff I'm talking about, the magic, the meditation, the unity with God, and somehow believe that Christ had to buy you back from his dad that was basically acted like a father who drinks too much that's mad or pissed off at his teenagers. It just doesn't work. I'm here for all of it, Substance says. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I traveled uh, the world in spirit many years ago, uh, and what I've seen still amazes me. Matthew, you know then. You know we're all connected. There's no difference between me and you. God is in all. Everything is divine if we go to our true roots. What do I think about the Book of Enoch? Man, that's what I've built this channel on, literally. like When I went viral on this channel, it was because of the Book of Enoch. That was the thing that woke me up. And I went, um, why was this removed from the Bible? Because this makes the entire Old Testament make sense now. And it's entirely extraterrestrial in nature, by the way. And Enoch talking with this God, and then Jesus talking about no man has seen the Father. Something's up. I don't need these anymore. I don't know why I have those on. I'm just hearing myself talk in my ears. Um, I don't know why I kept those in. Goofy cab, goofy cab. Uh, which God do you think Enoch went with? That is to be announced, Annie. Um, man, I've been struggling with that one. I haven't gotten through all of Enoch yet. I promise we will. It's just such a deep text. I kind of took a quick break from it. We're about to get back into it. We're going to be talking about magic, and, and we're going to be looking even at Enoch with some of the magics and that, the deep, deep mythologies within that. Enoch was either on a very, very weird trip or um, he was transcended in some sort of technological thing. One of the common things amongst a lot of people that have been reportedly abducted um, by extraterrestrials is the sense of time loss, the sense of disorientation, kind of a ethereal feeling. Uh, things aren't quite right, like just feeling like in a spaced out state. And that's kind of what uh, Enoch describes. He was terrified at points. He was kind of in and out of it. And he's like, and then I was here, and then I was here, and then I was here. Um, so with that, Annie, I, I wish I could say definitively, I mean, there's points there's points in Enoch where I, I feel that it's very clearly talking about Christ. But there's also points in Enoch where I feel like the God he's talking to has to be a physical entity in front of him. And I wonder if he wasn't being shown by like an, a head angel um, or some sort of other cosmic being. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
it's 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 wild. That's why I stopped because it got to be so much as far as like that goes. And then I got into the Eastern mysticism. Seriously, guys, the Bhagavad Gita, this version, I have this on my website. If you want to just like dip your toe, if you've already read the Gnostic Gospels, this is where you should go next. The Bhagavad Gita, uh, the Upanishads and the Dhammapada, they're all on my website. Um, but the Gnostic Gospels first, if you guys are trying to get the whole Yahweh thing and you're not there yet, start with the Gnostic Gospels, keep going through this teaching. And Annie, you asked, you know, like, how do you do this? Do you do a Bible study? Do you do it with friends, family, whatever? Um, I, I wish I could tell you, um, like I said, my Yalda Bayoth series has a lot of data. I think the best thing to do is do it in your private time. I've thought about offering a Bible study around this. And maybe that's something Joshua and I could talk about. I'll have to ask him. But maybe we could get both of our communities together and do a series of like a Bible study or maybe do a Zoom thing or something. Like, I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like it's my job and my calling to reveal this, you know, Yahweh um type thing Yahweh is Satan type thing because I think people have to discover it on their own I don't think it's something to evangelize though I have tried amongst my friends and family I think it's something to experience because when you see it you you can't go back there is literally no way I can go back not out of ego like I've gone down the rabbit hole too far now and like I just can't go back I can't unsee it I cannot read a verse now and somehow believe that that God in the Old Testament loves me I just can't do it and so I don't know uh, my homie told me about that book uh, I forgot I will check it out yeah definitely check it out um, uh, Enoch described it has a lot of dark black crystal crystal lightning and fire everywhere definitely doesn't sound holy light or loving to me yeah absolutely it sounds more like a an in-between place uh or possibly some sort of quantum tunnel i don't you know i don't know it's like a weird thing i definitely believe it as a part of the picture because i think that it makes the old testament make sense as far as understanding why the flood happened what original sin really was that has been a big key in me understanding how adam and eve were actually helped by the serpent rather than hindered. Like, it, 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 again, it, it's all together a narrative. And how do you change a narrative? You take one piece of data out. One piece of data. And then over 2,000 years, you go, change the channel on one. Still playing music, but the channel's different. Again, that's why I love what Joshua said about the words of Christ haven't changed. They are here today, tomorrow, all time. Uh, what if only Eve ate the apple, LOL? Well, that's possible. I, I know a lot of guys, I can tell you their wives are a lot wiser than they are. So, uh, Old Testament, the morning star. Okay, so that morning star analogy. I had a, a revelation. I, I believe it was a revelation a while back. And I went, Jesus and Lucifer are brothers. Totally, totally brothers. Like, they're like twin flames. One went one way, one went the other. The more I kept reading and the more I went on this path and really understood who Yahweh was, what this, I call him the extraterrestrial God of the Old Testament. By the way, in Hinduism, there's a pantheon of something like two million gods. I don't believe all those two million gods are bad. I believe they're what we would call angels. 
their angelic extra dimensional beings. Uh, and by the way, by showing reverence to them, I don't think is anything bad, but we show worship and we actually follow the father. We actually do the things that which the father wills. That's the difference. And so, um, when you get into that whole thing, to me, you, you <laughs> here, and, and I'm going to say this, I think that there's enough data to show that Jesus is Lucifer. <gasps> Blasphemy. What? Okay. Think about it, especially when you get on the train of understanding like Yahweh is the Satan that Christ was speaking out against. People were deceived by him. The serpent was actually helping. He was bringing knowledge, the tree of knowledge, the gnosis. And then you get into the idea of the Lucifer bringing light into the world. Okay, Lucifer and Satan, we like lump them together because we assume they're the same. Because it talks about Lucifer bringing light against God. Well, which God? Which God? Monotheism is not a thing. Now there is one true God. There is one spirit God. But there are many, many, many angelic beings. Many higher beings than ourselves. That could be easily considered gods. Or sons of God. Or the gods. And so Hasatan is the accuser. Okay, he, he accuses and confuses. Okay, and then if you look at um, the whole Luciferian thing, there's this whole thing now going around TikTok, stay away from that. And the Beatles had it in their music and everything. Y'all go listen to the Beatles and see if you want to do anything bad. You just can't do it. They've got some of the most beautiful transcendent messages that once you really start experiencing God, you're like, dude, this is what's up. Like, I get this. I get this. Substance 777 says, laugh, 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 laugh. Um, I'm just saying, like, the Beatles had some beauty, man. Like, uh, I, I'm a big Pink Floyd fan, too. Um, but I've really gotten into the Beatles, especially George Harrison. Like, um, Be Here Now. Um, oh, my gosh, guys. Like... I'm just saying. Uh, but that is different than the Beatles. Uh, who is different than the Beatles, Annie? I'm sorry. Uh, Substance 777 says, yes. Uh, music now is bad, Annie. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Floyd just tried to tell us the truth. Yes, absolutely. Floyd was not as spiritual. They were more like like fight the power type thing. you know. Uh, they were punk rock before punk rock. Uh, just another brick in the wall, absolutely. Um, so, and and I love Floyd for that, especially. Okay, the division bell. Listen to the division bell. Tell me that is not about God. That is not about splitting God. That is not about splitting people's ideologies. That is not about uh, thinking that we're wise yet really being destroyed by it. Like, it's pretty crazy. Like the division bell was really what got me. It wasn't all the other popular albums. It was the Division Bell with that iconic monolithic face staring through your soul with targets on the eyes. I absolutely love that. If you ever make it to Vegas, the Beatles show uh, is amazing. Yes, yes it is. Actually, my wife and I saw it when we went to the 10X Growth Conference with Grant Cardone. Uh, we went and saw the Love Show, and it was really awesome. So... Um, 
yes, in-depth words are a lot. Um, let's see. Da, 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 da. Some comments were filtered to protect the community's experience. Really, guys? I'm not talking to y'all. I'm talking to TikTok. What? What are you filtering, TikTok? We don't censor anything on here. I don't know. Well, God bless them. If anybody made a comment that got filtered, let me know what it was. Unless it was bad, and then thank you, TikTok. Um, thank you, Annie. I appreciate Annie's my eyes on some of this stuff, y'all. Um, let's see. Uh, Steffi, yes, yeah, surprise session. What's up, Steffi? Yeah, we just got off an hour live stream with Joshua from Sons of God Ministries. It'll be up on my YouTube channel tomorrow, so go check it out. Uh, we just talked about magic in the Bible for over an hour. That dude has got some knowledge, guys. Like, he gets it. And I'm just glad to call him a brother and that we could do this together tonight. It was a really good session. So I just came back on here to answer questions. Mainly because I drank an entire thing of coffee. I don't even know what I got. But it had shots in it and hot water and steamed milk. And so I may not sleep tonight. But I just wanted to be here for you guys. I'm going to start doing Wednesday night right at... So next week is Thanksgiving. I'm not going to do as many... like I'm going to live stream through Thanksgiving, but I'm not going to do as much um, like collaborations. I'm actually going to really dive in on collaborations every Wednesday night. I won't have my Wednesday 3 p.m., but I'll have my Wednesday 6 p.m. now. I'm going to do a live stream with Bob Peck, who wrote... Original Sin is a Lie. He follows a lot of the Buddhist teachings. Um, he talks a lot about Christ, by the way. You guys are going to love him. Um, then I'm going to collaborate with uh, my friend Jacob Maroney. He is a maker. He's a Christian maker. He makes leather goods. And we're just going to talk about his journey with that and like what he gets out of making stuff. Like We're going to get into some of these cool, cool people I want to bring to this. So... Um, with that said, uh, who was the other person I was going to, Oh, Daniel Tyak. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, uh, I need to ask him, but I'm sure he'd be down. Um, he's in a little spiritual TikTok group of other creators that I'm a part of, uh, where we zoom like once a month and just kind of go over like the needs of the communities. By the way, your needs are the same as the needs in these other communities, this is not like a uh, you know a Christian thing or a Buddhist thing or or yeah Hindu thing like this is like every walk of faith needs the same thing. We all need the Christ, by the way, whatever you want to call him, the good, the light, the love, the unity, the forgiveness, the transcendence, the energy of the product of the the divine feminine, the divine masculine. We need that everyone. I don't care what walk of life or faith you are. Uh, and so that's why I'm going to bring a lot of these people on. Daniel Tyak is an energy worker. Um, he literally does like shadow work going through people's trauma. Some of the testimonies around what he's doing are amazing, guys. Amazing. By the way, my work is about to kick into gear. My new book, you guys hear it first here. It's called Protopo, uh, which means pattern in Greek. Protopo uh, means pattern in Greek. And it's called um, An Exploration of the Fractal Mind of God. A Meditation Guide by Cub Cooker. Uh, that's a working title, but I'll give you guys, I'll show you guys first the cover. In fact, actually the Mythos group is going to get all of the, they're going to get to read it first. They're going to get to do a, a private reading with me first. That group is really more where the behind the scenes stuff is going to happen now. 
Um, you guys that like what I'm doing are just going to get to see a whole different side of it, a lot more intimate side of like the process I'm going through. So Protipo, the book, is going to be a coffee table book. It'll be um, like about that wide and about that tall, and it's going to be full color. It'll be sold and shipped from Amazon for my Amazon shop. Uh, it has all my AI artwork in it with meditations. Like it's going to be like you can stop and do a meditation. The meditations are so powerful, by the way. It is a singular thought transcendent of any religious context that is a truth that Christ taught. Again, disassociated from any religious context. I'm not even quoting Bible verses in it. It's just a download. A download for you to, to focus your consciousness on and download yourself into that idea and meditate on it every day. And I'm telling you guys, doing this has changed my life. Uh, I did it this morning and wrote down a new download to put in this book. It is going to be awesome. It is also going to be accompanied by a Apple and Spotify music album that will have generative music in the background from a synthesizer. Um, and it is going to be beautiful. If you guys like Stranger Things, it's going to be that type of vibe. Real quiet, meditative with me reciting the meditation. Over the music, each track will be a different page on the book. And you'll literally get to go through that with me. The other thing that will be attached to this same thing is the meditation system where I'm actually going to do the yoga with you. I'm going to lead you on the meditation with the music and actually do video sessions that's going to be in a course. That course is going to be uh, available on the website. It's going to be my only standalone course. I've got over 500 other video courses that I'm uploading currently to the private Mythos group, which the Mythos group will get a discount on this, of course, um, a heavy discount on this. But it is going to be a standalone meditation uh, that people will be able to purchase because that's literally the work that I'm doing. Like that, as I, as I wake up into like, what am I doing? I am doing light work, bringing light to people and helping you find a transcendent place in your life. Like I literally want you to experience something from what I teach and what I take you through with this. And so already, again, I'm, I'm trying these meditations that I'm just, God's downloading them through me, putting them with the artwork. Like each one has a theme. There's one today about grass and about watching the grass grow, like actually seeing the energy in the grass and actually feeling the blood pump through your veins. All of the energies, things that we don't even notice, focusing on them and feeling the life move through us, like just being so aware of the life force within you. Where does that even come from? And like you start to realize it's not you and there's a place of you outside of you. And that place of you outside of you meets directly with the Father. And again, the whole thing is exploring the fractal mind of God, observing reality and taking that into a truth that you can meditate upon. It has been a great day. And he says, absolutely. So that's what's really cool. So the Mythos group, again, is like people that are supporting what I'm doing here. You're getting a lot of behind the scenes over there, private chat, lots of cool conversations going on, free resources. Uh, then they also get discounts on, like you'll get a discount on the book, by the way. The Mythos group will get exactly the amount of people that are in the group will get a coupon code to get a much bigger discount on my book than anyone else will ever get, just so you could have a physical copy. So, um Oh, Annie, I hope you're not sick. Uh, don't be sick. Um, 
let's see. Um, I don't see where you said you're sick, but yes, sickness no more, go away. Uh, Jason said, Annie, sickness no more. Um, and yeah, synth, that's what's up. So uh, this first one album I'm going to be doing on, well, I haven't decided yet. I may, I may do it on an actual Moog synth. And I may do it on um, I may do it on a Moog app, which is emulated after the synth. But oh, the flu! Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you get well. You get well. I hope this helped today. Um, and like I said, you guys are gonna love these meditations I'm coming up with. It's it's wild, but that's just like this whole thing is me stepping into that and like looking at the paranormal more of like this quantum reality and like consciousness and like, you know, extraterrestrials are a part of that somehow. And like nothing is separate guys. Like it's not just one thing is X files and the other thing is like science channel. Like it's all the same. Um, so that's what I love looking at everything as. So with that said, we got some cool stuff coming Wednesday nights, the schedule basically Wednesday will be the only variable. Now everything else will stay the same Wednesday instead of the three o'clock. I'm going to do the 6 PM just so I can collaborate with other people. And we've had a bigger, you know, group on tonight and newer people too. Um, pretty sure I've been like throttled by TikTok or something. I don't know. Um, it's really weird. Like we used to get like 5,000 viewers on these and we've got 15 now. I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm just going to keep doing it. We'll see. So you guys pray, pray that that, like if there's something weird going on, that it gets unlocked and we make sure that this keeps getting out to as many people as possible. Cause we had 5,000 likes earlier and barely broke 500 viewers this morning. Like that was ridiculous. TikTok, Come on. Uh, you got people that love what I'm doing here and you're not pushing it out to anybody. So anyway, I hope you guys, uh, Oh, Annie, you listened to my book. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that. Um, I hope that, I hope that it has blessed you. Um, it, there's a lot there. That book is wild. Like talk about a download, man, that, that was a download, wrote that book, literally sat down at Thanksgiving and had it out by Christmas. That's how, you know, God's working through you. Like it flows. It's just floodgates. So find the magic. I love you guys. Thank you for being here. I hope I've answered all the questions. Seems like I have. So y'all have a beautiful evening. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, and then 3 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. So, uh, But again, Wednesdays at 6. And we're just going to start having guests on every Wednesday. So i got a lot of cool guests lined up. So love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful night. Thank you, Annie. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Substance777. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you. Who else was on? Uh, Michael Gresham. Thank you for being here. Um, da, da, da. Steffi, thank you for being here. Jacob Maroney, thank you for being here. Kelly, thanks for joining. Uh, Lisa Marie, thank you. Uh, I love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Y'all have a beautiful night. Seriously, thank you for the support. Go like, subscribe, follow Joshua at Sons of God Ministries. He's on TikTok, YouTube. Uh, and then he has a Facebook group called Sons of God Ministries Discussion Group sons of god ministries discussion group y'all go check that out give him some love you're going to learn a lot from him uh you're going to learn from him uh he is such a teacher and i think what i'm doing on this side is more of the mystic work side of it doesn't make either of us 
you know, we're just different in how we approach things. So, uh, I'm looking to like do more work with people. I am going to be offering next year a private option where I'll do a six week program with an individual and go through my protopo meditation to actually pull the light out of you and manifest that into the world, help you find that kingdom of God within everything. So again, detached from any religious standard with that, but you guys know what I'm about anyway. So uh, anyone that's interested in that, that's going to be cool too. I'm not just throwing money stuff at you guys, but I'm uh, as we grow this, again, I have to have ways, um, number one, to help people, which I'm showing up for free to do that anyway. But number two, that we can really push the needle of this along because I've got to have, uh, I need an assistant very soon and I need a new studio. And those are the things that as we get into this, I also need to move myself from remote West Texas to somewhere more centrally in Colorado where there's more access around me because like where Daniel lives, Daniel Tyak, he's up in San Francisco and he can physically like get there and do the work and meditation sessions with people. I need to be able to have that type of practice around this because uh, it's very important to me to do that. It's, it's where I've found relief in my life. I had the most amazing yoga session the other night, not led by anyone, just by myself. Um, meditating on these things that I'm going to be sharing that we're going to be practicing together. Um, it's beautiful, beautiful stuff guys. So anyway, lots of new comments. Let's see. I was just emailing you to ask about this Joshua, uh, that I missed and then boom, you tell us again, what's up kitten wizard. Thank you very much. You guys that want my email. Um, the new email for the podcast is cub podcast at gmail.com cub podcast at gmail.com. So if you ever have a question or a request for an episode, uh, don't blow up my email with a bunch of chat. But like, if you do have something important, that's a good place to get me for super important stuff. Other than that, the Facebook groups or message me on my proper Facebook page. So, which is hard to do. We have to be friends on there. So, uh, but you guys that are tight in the community, I don't mind being friends with you guys on Facebook. So you can hit me up over there. I'm really bad at checking TikTok uh, instant messages. Um, and then if you message me on Instagram, it could be a year before I see those. So anyway, uh, you guys wouldn't believe the amount of comments that we have coming from all angles. So you, you might go, well, how come he can't answer all these? Well, I, I wake up to thousands of comments some days. Like literally, I don't know how I could ever go through all of them between reels, TikToks, YouTubes. I, it's just, it's unbelievable. And I'm very thankful for that. But just understand that I'm not ghosting anyone. Sometimes it's just crazy, crazy doing this. I'm very thankful. But it's definitely a new level of responsibility I didn't quite expect. So check out Parachute Colorado. Awesome, I will. I've uh, been looking at Loveland and Fort Collins, those type of areas. Uh, we've got some friends that live in those areas. And then particularly being near the Gaia Center up in Boulder where they're doing a lot of the type of work that I'm doing. So, Because I'm hoping one of these days I'll get asked to be on their, on their station, their channel. They've got a web channel and an app and everything. Maybe I can collab with them because I think I'm doing a lot of the same type of work. So information overload sometimes yes absolutely i couldn't imagine the responsibility man bless you man thank you jason i appreciate that come to western virginia uh, i'll give you location and ufos yeah i may take you up on that annie 
I'm looking at buying uh, a camper van next year to do a lot of traveling and kind of tour around and see some of this stuff that we always talk about and be able to continue to do the lives with on onboard Wi-Fi and whatnot. But uh, hopefully having a big adventure next summer, doing a lot of traveling and maybe even relocating. So anyway, I love you guys. Y'all have a beautiful night. I'm going to see you tomorrow. Peace.